What if you just, as like part of your career, just decided all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I've been making beats my whole life with computers. As of today forward, I make them with my mouth. <laughs> and you just became a really terrible beatboxer. Who... Beatbox. Do you think you could beatbox well because you have a history with production and drums? No. Like you, like I mean, if you could master the sounds, could you like, could you get the patterns down pretty quickly? You think? Well, yeah, but I don't think that's the hard part. I think the the like physicality of it is the is the much more difficult part. Like you mean like shaping your mouth to make the sound properly? Yeah, and making like sounds, you know, simultaneously and. Cause it's like, it's, it's similar to singing in that, like your tone is entirely your body. You know, it's not like your body connected to an instrument. It's just fucking your mouth. Got to do all that. <laughs> your embouchure <laughs> is you. Yes. I think, no, I think I'd be terrible at it, but that's fine because honestly, like what the fuck is the point of beatboxing? Got him. <laughs> like five sad listeners just went. Womp, womp, no, it's, it's one of those things where it's like it's the coolest fucking thing in the world for about three minutes, and then it and then it flips to like it doesn't. There's a very steep decline that starts like at exactly three minutes from this being like super fucking high. This is amazing. What in the mm. world is happening? I've never seen this before. Mm. To buy like by five minutes, you're completely fucking bored. It, I, I feel like. Why did we start the podcast by sh by me shitting on by, by shitting beatboxing. on beatboxers? Damn, ice cold. You know, well, it is a little bit like it'd be like going to a concert and watching a drummer, and like a good drummer is like is is impressive. But just exclusively a dude playing drums for like 20 minutes is like, that's, that's going to get a little, I agree with you. And I think it's even, I think it's oh. even worse than that because at least with drums, like you can do so much more, like you have mm. different drums and cymbals and you have four limbs that can all do different things. It's like. But if you're a good beatboxer, you the idea is that you can recreate all kinds of sounds with your mouth to an infinite that's, level. That's the idea. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever seen anyone do it? By the transitive property. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, only a couple people. Yeah, I've seen all like right, three well, good beatboxers in my life and it's very cool. Uh, yes. But then what? Hi everyone, I'm I'm Ryan Copper. <laughs> that's Spencer Ward Davis, and this is our new beatboxing podcast. We talk, what if beatbox? We talk about beatbox that we Boom, don't like. Clap, and we talk about wrestling. That is our show now. I'm sorry. Look, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Look, the pandemic has changed us all. We're like okay? four years in, and this we is where we are now. We couldn't talk about ghosts forever. Boom, clap. Boom, ba boom, <laughs> clap. Nailed it. I'm a professional now. Somebody pay me or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Anything? What's up, man? I'm chilling. I'm just fucking chilling. Trying not to leave my house Dude. until April. Bro. I figure by April, maybe we can go places. I'm going to need a lot of sun lamp and a lot of fucking Ooh. vitamin D supplements I'm and about a thousand push-ups a day to be able to not leave my house until April. Well... Yeah, you could do that. I'm a, no, I mean, I think it's literally going to be a requirement because that latter piece is also going to yeah. be a requirement. I just turned on the uh, the Savannah sunset light setting. Oh, got the, the fucking lizard lizard lamp look going at, on. Look at you, <laughs> motherfucker! Just looking. Look at you, motherfucker! Y'all, I gotta admit, Spencer, right now, legit looks like you're like in a rural area that has one of those lizard houses and he's on a lot. He's on like a, just a chunk of wood lizard. That's house. like put it on the list. <laughs> lizard house. We got to call the aquarium or something, dude. Oh my God. Hey, speaking of band names, can I take us on a quick detour at the beginning of today's episode? Sure. Is it about all the names that the butthole surfers used to go by before they settled on butthole surfers? That's not a real thing that you know about, is it? It is. They used to just oh, okay, make up well, a different band name every show, and then 
apparently they had a like somebody just introduced them as the butthole surfers one night and they stuck. Okay. I'll you tell me what Do you're you, gonna tell me. I'll pull up the other list. All right, it'll be that'll be a good follow up to mine because it's it's so funny that you have that fact because what I have is actually quite similar. Um so this guy posted online, his name is uh Whitmer Thomas. He tweeted, Here are some names of bands that were part of my scene in high school. Please tell me yours. And this thing turned into people from all over the country rattling off yes. the names of their emo bands from when they were in school. Oh, emo specifically or just... Well, not necessarily. Bands of all kinds, but, that, but a lot of them era. are very like classic, like like late 90s, early 2000s emo band. Like, uh, like it's like um, noun, verb, noun, you know? Sure, sure, like sure. Like that kind of thing. And like too much of all of it. Oh, big time. So, so Whitmer Thomas is to kick them off. I'll read you his, and then I'll read you some highlights from the, from the actual, like the, the, the replies from people's bands. Okay. So Whitmer's, Whitmer's high school bands that were part of his scene were this day will burn. That's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> Red winter dying. That's the worst name I ever heard. Red lipstick letter. That's the worst name I ever heard. Each one of these is progressively worse. So this is actually true each time. August without Amy. <laughs> I kind of like that one. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all right. Okay. I'm going to read you a handful of other highlights that I think are pretty wait, good. Wait, wait, wait. One dude was in all of those bands or those were bands all like no. in his whatever scene he was in? Part of his local scene okay, back okay. when he was in high school, these were like popping bands. Although some of these I did recognize. So people were pulling bands from that era that were like had funny names. Uh, like there was a band called Kill Crush Destroy. I don't know if you remember that band. I don't. Uh, there's a band called Dingus, which I actually kind of <laughs> like. Just Dingus. Um, uh, Half-Hearted Hero, like very classic okay. emo band. Yeah, they were signed I was to, wrong, by the they way. They were signed to Fueled by Ramen at some point. Follow the flies. Someone said, I, I messed I up the heard. structure. <laughs> it's verb the noun is totally what it is. Mm. Orchestrate the incident is another one. <laughs> oh, gross. That's the worst one by a mile. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't even play the sounder for I it. I couldn't. I was so appalled. <laughs> um, okay. This one is, I mean, these are all bad. Like for what it's worth, these are, they're like very bad. Email. Okay. This one is. Empty hearts bleed less. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, the glossy girls. I kind of fuck with that one. Not bad. You know, it was uh, all dudes though. This one guy was in a band or yeah, in a band called rhododendron, which I kind of fuck what with. What is that? Uh, I think it's a flower or like a plant. Sounds like rhododendron. A, it's just a really sounds weird like word. A geometry term. Uh, this one woman was in a band called Bel Air Academy, which is a fucking awesome name for a band, That's and I good. big time am a fan of. Um, and then my favorite one of all uh, is a guy who said Nugget, <laughs> but later we changed it to Justin Beaver. <laughs> Nugget is pretty good, <laughs> but ch later changing it to Justin Beaver is nah. is I nah. kind of fucking think is excellent. I should have stuck with Nugget. I mean, Nugget is good, but I still think Justin Beaver is pretty funny. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's again, it's terrible, but it's funny. So, Butthole Surfers uh, at their first paid concert. This is the origin story, according yes. to. Wikipedia, which I think cites an interview with one of the dudes from the band. Anyway, at their first paid concert, when an announcer forgot what the band was called and used the song title for the group's name. So they had... Oh, wait. So they had like... They had a, a song called The Butthole Surfers. Yeah, and I guess they had like a set list on stage. So like dude looked down and saw Butthole Surfers and was like, guess that's Good what enough. you're called. 
<laughs> Prior to that, Butthole Surfers performed under a different name at every show. Early aliases included the Dick Clark Five. Then good nine centimeter worm makes own food. Wow, that <laughs> is a mouthful. Uh, ashtray baby heads. Oh, a little <laughs> aggressive. Fred Astaire's asshole. <laughs> Hold on. The right to eat Fred Astaire's asshole. And the inalienable right to eat Fred Astaire's asshole. <laughs> Those are three different band names. <laughs> These guys are very interested in rectums. <laughs> Big fans of the anus. These guys. He said the inalienable <laughs> right. Oh no. Yeah. That's fucked. That's so fucked, bud. Anyway. It's fucked. Ryan, what's uh what's brought you joy oh. lately other than previous butthole <laughs> yeah, surfers being inalienable? <laughs> right to eat Fred Astaire's ass. <laughs> uh that laugh is literally the best thing that's happened to me all day. Hell yeah. Um, which I guess is cheating, but I have had a terrible day, so we'll take it. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, I, I got a quick story about something that gave me a good laugh this morning. Hey, that'll, that'll freaking do. So I've been, you know, what with the pandemic and whatnot, been trying not to leave my house too much, been doing the old, the old grocery delivery. Big time. Which means that I've been forgetting to buy stuff. Real bad at that. Oh, yeah. Real no bad doubt. at it. Always leave some stuff off. Buy some things I didn't mean to. Get on the Target.com website and just get distracted and end up with no bananas. That sort of thing. You you get a bunch of stuff you don't need and you don't get a bunch of stuff you do need. I keep like forgetting that I've previously bought dog treats and then buying more dog treats. So we have like six bags of dog treats and no coffee right now is the situation. Oh, sure. Anyway. Sure. So I, I made an order on like Friday or Saturday. Forgot to buy coffee. Yep. So I, I, yesterday I, I made another order, mostly to get coffee, and then like threw some other shit in because you know, whatever. Yeah. It comes last night. I'm putting everything away, and everything is in there except the coffee that I ordered. <laughs> cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. So I didn't deal with it last night. This morning I get up. And I like log into my account to see what happened and like, did I get charged for coffee that didn't show up or like, were they out and didn't substitute it with something? That whole thing. I have a question. Yeah. Are you out of coffee at this point? No, I've got like, you know, half, okay. half a bag. You're not like, you're not waking up in the morning caffeineless trying to figure out why you don't have your caffeine dose. Cause that sounds like I've got like. Two days worth of coffee left, probably. It's getting it's getting close. Yeah. So I go to the the target.com to see what happened, and this little thing pops up that's like, how was your experience? How was your delivery? You know, and you can like rate it and give the person a tip and whatever else. And at first I was like, hmm, fucking not great. I didn't get a thing and got charged for it. Right. And I look, it says, like, how was your delivery with, and that gives you, like, the first name and last initial and a little picture of the person. Yeah. I was like, I know him. Oh, dip. <laughs> and it's a dude who now is, a, like, a grown-ass adult dude, but in 2008, when I had my first teaching job, was a fifth grader. Hey! <laughs> Dang! <laughs> and has a very specific... Uh, uncommon first name and last initial. I was like, that's that's definitely that dude. Yeah. Who didn't bring me my fucking coffee yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give him a bad review on, on the old target.com. Right. So I was like... Because you never know. I mean, he could have just gotten handed the bags and been like, drive from here to here. You don't know how the process right. works. So I was like, you know what? Five stars, 20% tip. Good job, buddy. I'll get some coffee tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And honestly... Yep. I can really only hope you well. Can really only blame myself for this. I had a full two years to prepare you for this moment, and I failed both of us. We didn't teach enough life skills. It's true. Back at 
Michelle and Barack Obama service learning elementary in 2008 and nine. We just didn't hit it. Eh, hey, if it was, if it was his fault, it might not have been, it might've been somebody else. Could have just been a straight up courier, man. You never know. It's true. So. Might have just been doing doing the gig right, and somebody else done goofed along the way. <laughs> I had a good laugh at my own coffee-less expense this morning. At my, my literal expense of gifting fucking $15 to Target for something I didn't get. And then another, something you did not receive. <laughs> and then another $15 in tip to a dude who didn't bring it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a good time. You know what? We're all... We're all getting by. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, we're you know, just getting by. You know how many things I would forget if I were delivering people's groceries during a pandemic? All of them. Fucking I would li- every last one of them. I'd just like run my ass down the aisles, pushing stuff into a bag, I'd, and bring it to the I'll wrong house. Fi- I would get fired on my third day because... <laughs> On day one, I would drive into a light pole, and then drive two. Day two, I would drive into a light pole, and then on day three, I would also drive into a light pole, and they'd be like, "Sir, you're not allowed to work here anymore because you're obviously incompetent at doing the one thing you're supposed to be able to do." Anyway, oh man, uh, should we? Any hoot nanny? I got a, a topic for us today, but I feel like we should we should follow up on the uh, monolith obelisk bit real quick. Okay, two quick things. One, uh, if you didn't know, right now you're only listening to half of the What If podcast that you can get. Plus, out in the world, the the, in, the world of the internet, the world wide there web, is a hundred. The world wide web. There are a hundred more than that now. It's like a hundred and fifty some episodes of the show that you've probably never heard if you are not a subscriber at patreon.com slash what if podcast. So for only five bucks a month, you get, uh, get access to that whole back catalog when you're fucking bored in quarantine for only $5 every month, you can get access to all those back, uh, episodes. Plus you get a second episode every single week. It goes right into your pod player. We have instructions on how to do it. So you can listen to the free show and then the paid show. It's super freaking easy. So patreon.com slash what a podcast. That's where to go do that. If you'd like to test it out and give it a shot. Last week's episode, we talked about that freaking monolith in Utah, uh, in the United States that showed up and that episode is free to go listen to. So you can go, uh, go to patreon.com slash what a podcast, try out a Patreon episode, see if it winds your binder, you know, if it, if it butters your bread, Mm. if it, if it bails your hay, mm. you know, floats if, your boat. It, uh, if it floats your boat, if it greases your wheel, mm-hmm. you know, and then if it does, <laughs> just give us five bucks a month and it's super easy and you get a shitload more of those episodes. I just looked. But we talked about that, that fucking thing that happened yes. in the past two weeks and everybody in the ding dang world has heard about it at this point. And many tens of hundreds of you have sent our direction. Tens of hundreds, not thousands. Tens of hundreds. Um, Tens or hundreds. I don't know. A shitload of people put that in front of us. I just looked and we started doing the extra episode every week in October of 2017. So we Holy just, Jesus. We've been doing it every week for about three years, which means there's 150 some more episodes over there. Hot diggity damn. Go do it. Patreon.com slash what a podcast. So, and again, whether or not you pay, go get the free one from last week. Yeah. So you can catch up on all we talked about about the mono, on the monolith. Okay. So some updates since we recorded that on whatever day that was last week. Um, yes. Biggest update, obviously, is that it's no longer there. It came down and, and, it, it, and it left. He gone. Um. We learned a couple things in the process of that happening, though. One, Ryan, it settled a debate that we had on that episode last week about whether it was rectangular or triangular. It was definitely triangular. It had three sides. True story. Um, we don't, well, we think we kind of know what happened. Uh, we learned that it had disappeared when uh, the Utah Bureau of Land Management made a statement that said 
We have received credible reports that the illegally installed structure referred to as the monolith has been removed from Bureau of Land Management public lands by an unknown party. The BLM, Bureau of Land Management, did not remove the structure, which is considered private property. We do not investigate crimes involving private property, which are handled by the local sheriff's office. The structure has received international and national attention, and we received reports that a person or group removed it on the evening of November 27th. So, they confirmed that it's gone. Some people took it away on November 27th. And they're not going to be dealing with it any further in terms of any legal or criminal ramifications. It does seem a little bit like a cop out for them to be like, uh, that's private property on a public land and that's somebody else's job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you, I'm sure they are happy it's gone and don't want to be dealing with this shit anymore slash don't have the resources to deal with whatever this is was and might be in the future yeah it's probably the biggest part of it is the resources thing uh police utah police said that they would not open an investigation into the disappearance um the san juan county sheriff said their office did not have the resources to devote time or energy to investigating who took the object which was illegal to begin with because it was placed without permission uh on public land so the police are basically saying, like, yeah, it was a problem when it was there. It's actually great for us that it's not there because it was illegal. Right. <laughs> right. And I think the Bureau of Land Management probably feels similarly because they didn't want people uh, in that area because it's not super safe. And there's a lot of wildlife and, and land that uh, should be protected. And instead, there were a bunch right. of idiots driving through the desert trying to get photos for Instagram. Right, right. On what day was this? Uh, Sunday? Sunday, Monday? You sent me this uh, link to Ross Bernard's Instagram account. Yeah, so I got to give credit where due. Shout out the homie uh, Drew Carlson. Uh, That's the worst name check I ever out. heard. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Go to drewcarlsonphotography.com and show the homie some love. Drew is a, a homie and a photographer who works uh, with, uh, I mean, he lives in the, is that the Midwest? Is Colorado the Midwest? I don't know. Just if say that's, Colorado. <laughs> but I know, but like, it's not the West, but it's not the Midwest. I think that's, what do you say? that's West. Uh, you, anyway, you say the the Rockies, you say Colorado. You, I'm just saying, like people say, like oh, is it the East Coast, the, the West called? Coast, down South, or the Midwest? But what is like Utah in like Colorado? Sort of neither. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Drew lives out there, and he works <laughs> with uh, orgs that do like fucking photography out in those areas, and fucking rally car shit out there, and fucking photography and i don't know anyway drew but how is any of this relevant to what we're talking about so 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 (laughs) drew found it because one of the organizations he works with reposted this story from ross and he was like hey oh i see i saw this you guys were talking about this this group that i work with in that area saw ross's story and shared it i was thinking you should see it and so got it did and i read it do you want me to, should I just read what it says really quick? Sure. I've got it pulled up too, either way. You got it ready? I got it ready. Go here. for it. So Ross Bernards is, uh, is a photographer and says, if you're interested in what exactly happened to the monolith, keep reading because I was literally there. <laughs> On Friday, three friends and myself drove the six hours down to the middle of nowhere in Utah and got to the trailhead around 7 p.m. after passing a sea of cars on our way in. We passed one group as we hiked towards the mysterious monolith, while another group was there when we arrived, and they left pretty quickly after we got there. For the next hour and 40 minutes, we had the place to ourselves. I had just finished taking some photos of the monolith under the moonlight and was taking a break, thinking about settings I needed to change for my last battery of drone flight when we heard some voices coming up the canyon. We were contemplating packing up our things as they walked up so they could enjoy it for themselves like we did. 
At this point, I looked down at my watch and it was 8.40 p.m. So this is, if you're listening to this on Tuesday, December 1st, this was five days ago, like in the evening. Four guys rounded the corner and two of them walked forward. They gave a couple of pushes on the monolith and one of them said, you better have got your pictures. He then gave it a big push and it went over, leaning to one side. He yelled back to his other friends that they didn't need the tools. The other guy with him at the monolith then said, this is why you don't leave trash in the desert. Then all four of them came up and pushed it almost to the ground on one side before they decided to push it back the other, the other, uh, the other, when it popped, I guess that means the other way when it popped out and landed on the ground with a loud bang, they quickly broke it apart. And as they were carrying it to the wheelbarrow that they had brought, one of them looked back at all of us and said, leave no trace. That was at eight 48. If you're asking why we didn't stop them, well, they were right to take it out. We stayed the night and the next day hiked to a hilltop overlooking the area where we saw at least 70 different cars and a plane going in and out. Cars parking everywhere in the delicate desert landscape. Nobody following a path or each other. We could literally see people trying to approach it from every direction to try and reach it, permanently altering the untouched landscape. Mother Nature is an artist. It's best to leave the art in the wild to her. So he's got some photos as well. Um, a few of the monolith, one of him standing on top of it, and then one of it on its side on the ground with two people uh, manipulating it somehow. And that one is super interesting because you can actually see inside of it. So it looks like it was a wooden structure that had very thin like sheet metal wrapped around the outside of it and was hollow on the inside. So in this photo, it looks like one of the sides has been taken off and you can see into this hollow wooden structure on its side. Right. Um, So I think that answers like most of the questions about what it was. It's obviously a very man-made thing. Yes. It's not there anymore. Um, I'm a little confused and we talked about this offline, Ryan, about how it was apparently so sturdy that it could hold people climbing around and standing on top of it and then could also be pushed over by like one or two people. And if you, and I, if you look at the, uh, maybe it wasn't this Ross dude, but Someone, maybe it was the Bureau of Land Management post. Anyway, someone posted pictures of the like depression in the ground that it was mounted into, and it doesn't yep. look more than a few inches deep. Mm. So I'm very curious as to how this thing managed to hold up to four or five years out in the desert, and then a bunch of people climbing on top of it, if it was you know only sunk down into the ground a couple inches and could be tipped over by couple people rocking it back and forth yeah i mean i guess my thoughts there are if it hadn't been seen for four or five years the only thing that could have taken it over would have been an, a natural occurrence of some kind which would have been like an animal knocking it over or like a super high wind or like i guess if like the wood inside had somehow like rotted but you're in the desert, so it's not going to rain like that. There's not a ton of wildlife, particularly large wildlife out in the desert to really push on it. And if it's in a protected canyon, the wind's not really going to get to it either. So I can see it sort of surviving that four years actually kind of easily in nature. The climbing stuff does make me a little bit like, what, how? Like, how are you guys climbing this thing and sitting on top and standing on top? But I guess if it was wide enough and people were careful, I mean, maybe they realized as they were kind of scaling this thing that it was, you know, kind of tenuous. And like, there's one thing to, you know, exert effort going up a thing versus like leaning into a thing, you know, you get a different right. impact. Um, Not that any of this really matters. Like it obviously seems to have happened the way that it's described there. And it's not anything more yeah. than something somebody built out of wood and sheet metal and, propped up in the desert but 
when I heard it disappeared, my two thoughts were, I wonder if either the Bureau of Land Management took it down, but didn't want to be seen as like spoil sports pissing on the fun for everybody. So they were just like, we don't know who took it. And they just took it down in the middle of the night to be like, it's part of the mystery, but like, fuck it, it. It's down now and we don't have to worry about it. Or I was like, I wonder if because it got so much buzz, the people who originally put it up were like, oh, fuck, we're going to get in trouble, maybe, if this gets traced back to us. And if we just take it down, maybe they won't have, like, anything to really go after anymore. But it didn't, I guess, fully occur to me that some people were just like, yeah, no, fuck this. (laughs) (laughs) And just showed up one night at 9 p.m. and were like... Yeah, no, this is garbage and we care about nature. Fuck y'all. We're taking this home. And they just fucking, well, while there's witnesses and like dudes obviously with a camera there to just rip it out of the ground and peace out. You also don't know for sure that those people weren't Bureau of Land Management or the people who had put it up in the first place. True. Although he did, he did say in the comment section, Ross answered a lot of the comments, uh, on his Instagram post, which has over 1,300 comments and questions on it now. He answered a lot of them. Um, But he did say he was like, it was for sure not the people who put it up. And I think he was saying that more in their like, their seeming like distaste for it. Like the whole Mm. leave no trace, don't put trash in the desert. It was almost like they were like, kind of peeved that it was there at all, which I guess, of course you could fucking manifest that, but I don't know that anyone would really need to. Sure. Uh, Um, but yeah, well, I'm glad people aren't destroying the desert anymore. (laughs) And yes, this thing obviously had nothing to do with aliens. So to go look at a relatively rudimentary art project had been out there for a long time, but now we got a new one in Romania. Yeah. I mean, sure. I don't know. Like copycat ass motherfuckers. This this one seems even less like mysterious. It's pretty clear it was done recently. And it's like it's like when a crop circle happens in England and then you just see a bad crop circle in Scotland and you're like, Hey, did you lads get drunk and (laughs) go out into the field? Hey, what if I And put your foot on some wood? (laughs) Hey, what if I don't make something shitty? All right. <laughs> um, Ryan, we talked a couple weeks ago. Oh, wait, fuck. Are we reading an ad today? <gasps> Do you know if we're reading an ad? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <I tried> to, <laughs> this is not going to be funny for anyone other than you, Ryan. Oh, we are reading an ad. Okay. I just tried to type advertise. And then the rest of the web address into our into my little my browser here. Sure, sure, sure. And not once, but twice. Instead of typing A D V E, I typed D A V E and tried to go to davercast.com. <laughs> oh. Two times. Can we two times? <laughs> do you want to buy mm. davercast.com? I know you do. I know you hate when I buy <laughs> domains, but before you do that, let's talk about better help real quick. I love it. Um, If you're having some issues that you want to work through with a licensed professional therapist. And oh my God, if you're not at this point, are you a literal superhero? (laughs) You should be helping the rest of us if you're not. Uh, Please. You can start that process by going to betterhelp.com slash what if and getting hooked up uh, within 24 hours with a licensed professional therapist uh, they have people who have expertise in depression, anxiety, uh, sleep, uh, trauma, all sorts of mental health issues that you might be dealing with. Um, if you're not happy with the person that you get paired with, you can change at any time for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They have iOS and Android apps. You can call, you can text, you can set up weekly video chats. Whatever you are most comfortable with, you can do it at betterhelp.com slash what if. Uh, start taking charge of your mental health today. If you use our promo code, what if you'll get 10% off your first month of therapy? Because Lord knows we all could use it. Hashtag we're all going to therapy. Yeah, no, no year anymore. It's just it's no year. Mm-mm. Nope. It's not bound by by temporal 
reigns, we are all going to therapy for all time because <laughs> because we're all going to need it for all time. So betterhelp.com slash what if for 10% off your first month. All right. Yep. Thanks, Dave or Cast. Uh, <laughs> we talked a couple weeks Dave ago. Dave Cast. Dave Dude, if there should be a guy named Dave who just starts a podcast called Dave Cast. I, I, there's got to be 400 of them if you go look on Spotify right now. You're probably right. <laughs> Dave Cast, Bill Cast, Steve Cast, Trent Cast. I'm going to start Trent Cast. <laughs> Trent Cast? Yeah. You are not affiliated, my friend. Uh, they don't know. It's a character I'm working on. They don't know. <laughs> His name's Trent. <laughs> Hello, my name is Spencer Ward Davis, a.k.a. Trent. Trent. <laughs> Trent is the funniest name. It's like a Trent. It's like a tent in a trench, but a but a uh, man. <laughs> a tent in a trench, but a man. Good yeah. <laughs> Lord. We are off the whole deep okay. end. So... 40 minutes in. Let's talk about only, our topic. Bro, only two. Dave casts? Only two. <laughs> or Trent casts. Only two. <laughs> How many Trent casts? Uh, <laughs> what, what do you bro, got? <laughs> one Dave cast I found. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good sentence. Uploaded one episode. <laughs> uh-huh. And? It is... 32 seconds long. <laughs> okay, good, good. It is titled Introduction, and it is from 2018. <laughs> Sick. That was the extent of Dave Cast. He podcasted for 32 seconds total. <laughs> 32 seconds in 2018 uh, introduction, and that was it. I know we can't play it, but I really want to know what he said. Uh, right, this is Dave. It's my podcast. <laughs> well. <laughs> Wait. I can play it in my own ears. We've spent more time on Dave's podcast than Dave has already. <laughs> it's a British guy. Oh. I swear to God. And he goes, hi, my name's Dave. And I'm, uh, I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> and then I stopped it. <laughs> the other one is called the Dave cast experience. Ooh, big Joe Rogan fan, huh? Anyway, this is not uh, the point, Ryan. The point okay, is sorry. they made a WWF themed or wanted to make a WWF-themed casino, and it never happened, right? Oh, God. We talked about that. Did we actually, like, describe it at all on the... No, we I about heard nothing okay, about okay, it okay, other okay. than the fact that, uh, meh, maybe we did. So now I, I can't remember. So I went down this rabbit hole of all the casinos that in Las Vegas that were planned but never actually built or never actually opened. Um, yeah. Mostly themed ones because those are funnier. So at the height of... WWF in 1998, uh, they went as far as actually buying a building in which they were going to build the WWF casino, but it never actually opened. Um, they, there's a video on YouTube from 1999 of like a little, little hype package for it with, uh, Oh, they were doing promo for something that didn't exist at all, huh? Oh yeah, that's that's sort of the move because you gotta get so much money behind it. You gotta have investors putting up like billions of dollars to build casinos on the strip. I suppose they're trying to get that like you gotta market the idea, yeah, pre-order money, right? Um, so there's, <laughs> I won't go too in depth. You should just watch the video. There's a 1999. It's called WWF Hotel and Casino 1999. Um. They were planning to, <laughs> it's pretty lazy, honestly. It's just like a big gray building with the WWF logo on the side. Um, it was off the strip, or it was going to be off the strip. Uh, and at some point, they just, instead of like trying to go all the way down this path and getting billions of dollars of investment, uh, just cut the cord before they dumped a bunch of money into it, which is smarter than most people who fail at building casinos mm. and just some cost fallacy. Yeah. They just flipped the, the building like two years later for a small profit, but there are like at least a dozen other wild ass casino ideas that never got built. And I would like to 
share some of them with you. Bro, this is like kind of what if you got away with it? Because it's like a little bit like you were trying to get a grift going, but the grift never really caught. Sure. Are you saying that casinos are grifts or just? It's like, what if you tried to get away with it? <laughs> <laughs> what if you failed to get away with it? <laughs> what if, yeah. You, yeah, because like I do feel like a themed casino is for sure like a version of a grift. But like in the, you know, like until really the last like 10 years, that was the norm out there, man. Like all of them. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, New York, New York is still very much like... There's still a bunch of them, like Paris, the Venetian, uh, Excalibur, Circus Circus. Like, all that shit is still there. Bro, I can't wait. (laughs) We are going to decimate that town in fucking nine to 12 months. I have a conversation uh, for you in private once we're just on Zoom and not recording a podcast. That relates to just that. God bless. An an off-air production meeting, not an on-air production meeting. (laughs) production <laughs> it will be a production uh, vegas is 100 yeah. a production okay so no uh, matter what probably the the worst idea on this list in a in a list full of bad ideas is the titanic casino which tried to oh, capital no. which tried to capitalize on the popularity of the movie in the late 90s by building a life-sized replica of the titanic and putting a casino and hotel inside of it Okay, kind of fire. <laughs> it was, that seems like a terrible use of space in Las Vegas, though, mm-hmm. because, I mean, you'd have to... Could you... Wait. Okay, wait. I'm back on board. <laughs> Literally. If it's a vertical recreation of the ship, oh, like, coming no. out of the ground. As it's going down? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> and the other tower's yes. an iceberg? <laughs> Yo, let's go. Oh, no, see? let's not. That's a terrible idea. Um, hey, it's better than their idea that failed. Well, they, Got him. I mean, we're not that far off from their bad idea, honestly. Uh, it was going to be 400 feet tall with 1,200 hotel rooms. The inside was going to be styled like an old-timey ship. Uh, 1,200 hotel rooms is a lot of hotel rooms, isn't it? Uh, Not really. I mean, not for Vegas. Like... MGM has like 5,000 or something. Does it really? Yeah. Uh, let's see. That's actually, I think I, I have a list somewhere in my notes. The largest hotel in the world. It's in Malaysia. But yeah. Okay. So the Venetian has 7,000 rooms. MGM has 6,800. 6, City Center, which is Aria and the other shit is 6,800. Four of the biggest five hotels in the world are in Las Vegas. Uh, the win is... For, oh, I didn't know that. The win is 4,800. Mandalay Bay is 45. Luxor is 44. So, I mean, most of the bigger casino hotels are like three to 5,000. Even Circus Circus is 3,800. That seems like... I'm, I'm like trying to do that math of like... I mean, if these are 50 stories tall or 100 stories tall, you're talking about. If it's 100, you got 50 rooms on a f- per floor for 5,000. That's not that crazy. I get, Yeah, I guess that's right. I mean, some of these are multiple actual buildings, too, that are, you know, like. Yeah, that's true. Because I was thinking, like, a lot of those towers are kind of thin. And I was trying to go, like, how are you getting 50 to, a, like, 50 to 100 fucking hotels per I mean, floor but i guess you're not because you're they're more of like a well on some of them you are but the, yeah all right the I'm city Keep center going. one that they're counting as one hotel is at least four buildings so whatever that aside so 1200 by vegas standards now would be like one of the smallest ones small yeah all right i'm with you um a giant iceberg would have stood next to the hotel Inside, there was going to be a nightclub called Club Icebreaker. Yes. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Yes. <laughs> I mean, oh, I, it's so terrible, but I love it. Oh, boy. Uh, it was going to cost $1.2 billion to build, and they actually had the money lined up, but the city Vegas City Council wouldn't let them build it because they needed to acquire and tear down uh, residential buildings. In order to do it. 
Wow. So the city said, nope. City said, you can't be fucking with the people. Yeah. Speaking of insane number of insane numbers of hotel rooms, my favorite one on this list by a mile was something called Moon World Resorts. Ooh, did it give you a space helmet when you check in? So it was, I don't think this one ever really got past the like planning and uh, like scale model stage. I don't think they ever had money lined up or anything like that. But Bro, it's a, it's a space helmet, but instead of giving you oxygen, it just gives you, it just like is a, it's a, it's a vape that goes over your head and you can vape any substance, uh, any vapable substance. Like oxygen. Into your... <laughs> Into your helmet. <laughs> so this was uh, first proposed in 2002 by Canadian entrepreneur Michael Henderson. It was going to be a 250-acre complex, the majority of which was a giant moon. So everything was oh, going to be cool. inside of a huge sphere that on the outside cool. looked like the moon. It was going to cost $5 billion to build. And he said, and he said it was going to have 10,000 hotel rooms, which would make it Wait. roughly 50% bigger than the today, the largest hotel in the world. The whole thing was going to be a moon. Yes. Like a, like a big fucking globe. Yes. That sounds kind of excellent. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, Multiple levels of gaming floors, uh, something called the Metropolis Discotheque, a crater wave pool, and a 500-foot pool that, lap, quote, laps gently to the rhythm of a true ocean tide. Oh. Uh-huh. On some, like, but, like, a really slow version of that? Sure. Are you just describing... <laughs> Rhythms, <laughs> yeah, but like I'm just saying, like I'm th I'm imagining people raving you... to a really slow wave crash beat. Oh wow! So like Enya in, yeah, just like Enya, bro. <laughs> absolutely. Damn, I would absolutely go to an Enya rave. That sounds fucking awesome. Too bad she's never performed live. Um, but you could DJ and Enya oh, rave, no problem. Enya DJ night sounds. Dope. I'm actually very into that. In a wave pool. <laughs> Bro. Meet me at the wave see, pool for Enya DJ night. We have all the good ideas. Vegas, Give you us can hire billion. us to make... <laughs> you can make your casino slash idea better. Uh, okay, so there was going to be the Sea of Serenity Aquatic Center, a Lunar Lander Lounge... That is only accessible via glass underwater walkways beneath the pool. Uh, Whoa. Uh-huh. Moon. That sounds kind of dope. Moon buggy activity landscape where you can drive a lunar lander. <laughs> Bro, they, they were not fucking around with this moon theme. They're like, if we're going to fucking build the moon, we're building the fucking moon. We like, we're going in. Five billion. We're going to get a couple lunar landers. Uh, the I moon, mean, the Moon River Jazz Bar, it, with a two-story waterfall that turns into a river along the bar. Damn! Indoor golf and, course. Don't know how that's possible. And a biosphere that's the that size of the moon. A biosphere that encases a vineyard and organic gardens. Hell yeah, bro! Yeah. Hell yeah. So the whole center of the moon is like its own fucking globe and you golf your way through the vineyard and shit. Whoa. And if you get a hole in one, Buzz Aldrin flies out on a jetpack <laughs> and serves you a fucking shot of like Louis the 14th or 13th or whatever that fucking super expensive whiskey is. I don't know what you're talking about either way. I was with you the first time. Um, yeah. But yeah, so this, this never got built. I don't think he ever had money for it. I don't think... It didn't seem like he had land for it. Um, this was purely an idea. Yeah, he just hyped the shit out of it until uh, by 2003, dude was saying there would be 50 restaurants, 10 permanent live shows, and television and movie production studios inside of it. 
And then it just disappeared. Bro, by this and, logic. And now there's just like one splash page website left. Oh, there's a website for this still? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's literally one page. Uh, Moon Resort and Casino. I, I, I still want to see it. <laughs> Fuck, what? It, uh, I don't know. It's on the first page of Google. I'll find it. Anyway, uh, that one's fucking crazy, but I don't think ever had any realistic chance of happening. There was oh, no another space-themed one proposed uh, called Starship Orion. Which okay, was, let's go. Which was going to be 5.4 million square feet and have seven separate casinos on one site. Uh, yeah. 2,400 hotel rooms, 300,000 square feet of retail space, an alien circus. Okay. I don't know what that means, but I need to know. Uh, a galactic theater and interactive simulators with motion-based theaters. This was supposed to be on the strip across the street from Circus Circus was where it was originally okay. proposed. Uh, that didn't happen. But there was another spot. Oh, fuck. What was it? Uh, country. No. Uh, oh, man. So many of these were, like, proposed for the same locations that I've lost track. Like, there's one spot that has had, like, six different horrible ideas pitched for that spot. Sometimes, like, more than once. It was, like... Countryland USA didn't work, so they proposed Starship Orion. When that didn't work, they went back to the other idea, and then it didn't work a second time, so they came up with a London-themed one. Um, this is just this is just for you, but it's the Calhoun Square of fucking Vegas. Yes, exactly. It, no, it's that one corner spot inside Calhoun Square. That's the one I'm thinking of, and I can't remember what it's <laughs> across, called right now, which is why. Across from the like $700 jacket store. Used to be Filio, bro, and that was the best. <laughs> that was the best thing that was ever in there. And then it just—it's like it's like these places. I don't know what it is about these spaces or places. It's like they get cursed mm -hmm. with some sort of like bad business. Like this could and should be a great business, and then it just can't take hold for some reason, and nobody can understand why. Because it's like it's in a good location, it's got good backing, and it just yeah doesn't happen. Um. For some reason, there have been multiple San Francisco-themed casinos proposed, but never built. Well, that seems weird. And there, Why? There was a lawsuit. Go to San Francisco. Right? There's a lawsuit between <laughs> two different developers about one stealing the other one's idea for a San Francisco-themed casino in Vegas. Hey, if I'm the city of San Francisco, I'm suing both those motherfuckers. I'm like, hey, hey. So we getting 10 cents of every dollar you take home if you go put San Francisco all over your shit. They were going to build, uh, I think this was first proposed, I don't know when this was, late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, it was going to be called City by the Bay Resort and Casino. Okay. And include, I don't know in what capacity, but it says include popular landmarks like Alcatraz Island, Fisherman's Wharf, and then the two entrances were going to be the Golden Gate Bridge and the Bay Bridge. Oh, it was down, okay. you know where the, like the mall is kind of in the middle of the strip now? I forget what that place is called. Yeah, I don't remember, but I know what you're talking about. So it was going to be adjacent to that. And the only, like the, the walkway connecting the two was going to be the, the Golden Gate Bridge. Why is the extent of some people's creativity taking a place and making it a different place, but worse? <laughs> like, just a different, Why? like, here's a shitty version of a city you're not in right now. Uh, yeah. And of all the American cities, yeah. too, like, why San Francisco? Like, New York was taken, I guess. You still got, like, a hundred other ones. You're going to have, like, a Wichita-themed casino at some point? Like, why is that fun? Ooh, you could. I mean, you could. <laughs> Do you want to? I don't know. We got this is Des Moines-themed sort of like, casino. 
Are they like, are they believing that there are certain cities in America that are too expensive to visit? And so if they just make shitty like productive versions of, <laughs> well, I mean, you can do Vegas cheaply if you do it cheaply. Yeah, sort of. But like, I just, I'm like, are they doing like some version of like, Hey, you can travel the world if you come to Las Vegas, you know, yeah, like totally. If you if you've seen Las Vegas, you've seen it all. <laughs> I saw the Eiffel Tower. It was tiny and in Las Vegas. I mean, I think that honestly was, is part of the appeal for people that like don't travel a lot. It's relatively cheap to mean. get there, and you can see a bunch of different shit. It's real cool for like two or three days. You, and you max out it. You max out on your fifth day. You're like, oh god, I got to go back to fucking civilization. <laughs> Send me back to Nebraska. Uh, mm. Nebraska with a southern accent. My favorite part about this one is that they planned yeah. to have live sea lions inside the casino. <laughs> I mean, if you if you told me I was going to get wildlife when I walked through the lobby, sea lions, I'd be pretty on board. You don't want sea lions running around indoors. No, and I don't really want their big wildlife to be ca- captive inside of a hotel. That sounds fucking cruel and unusual. You don't. And just as a as a consumer, I don't want big, smelly, potential loud, potentially dangerous animals that o- that only eat raw fish inside of my casino. And they do that thing where they go, yeah, and they just like fucking blast water at <laughs> why, people. Why would you want sea lions inside of your hotel? I mean, because people go, God damn, is that a sea lion? What the fuck? And then turn around <laughs> like you and You do leave. it for that moment that people walk through the door and go, what the fuck is happening? Does this right? casino smell like raw fish? I'm staying. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Y'all, y'all make steaks out of that? I'm sorry, sir, what? <laughs> hey, that big, that big motherfucker right there. It's you like cut him you... up and p- fry him up? It's like when what? you pick your own lobster. Pick your own sea lion for three thousand dollars. You can eat a sea lion. No, no, no. For three thousand dollars, you could eat a sea lion steak. Sure. Or if you're ballsy enough, you can just like take a bite out of one. (laughs) I'm just saying, there's many three thousand dollars steaks in one sea lion. They're 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 making their hundred grand back off that sea lion. That's fucked up. Hey, that's fucked up, guys. There was briefly a Harley Davidson hotel and casino proposed. That, as far as I can tell, didn't get much farther than designing two towers that looked like chrome exhaust pipes next to each other. Pretty good start, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> Pretty good start, though. You know some people threw money at that just from the concept drawing. Oh, sure. For I don't sure. need to see any numbers. Uh, don't, don't show me any sheets. You got some pipes, bro. Have my $100 million. I want there to be a world where there's an escalator, but the only way to ride the escalator is actually like <laughs> sitting on a fucking Harley seat with handlebars. It's not like <laughs> yeah, you a, got your hands above your head. Get, it's like a chairlift, but it's just with a bunch of fucking like ape hangers. Hell yeah. You got a, you got a fucking, uh, you got a fucking sidecar that you put your suitcase in when you ride it up to your room. <laughs> it's mad uncomfortable to get out of and shit and people lose their suitcase all the time because it just goes back into the fucking return with a suitcase in it <laughs> fuck man I gotta go ride it again my suitcase is down there now there was some of these are just uh, just bad bad timing or I guess in this case very lucky timing that it didn't get built in 1996 there was a world trade center twin towers hotel and casino proposed uh oh uh huh um, bro, you got to keep moving. I'm about to make way too many jokes that are not funny. Well, don't do that then. <laughs> well, I the only one that I could think of was no, no, if just, there was no, a just, don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna not do yeah, that. Okay. Um, I don't, I don't understand the the scale or like the the range of some of these. Like at one end, you've got somebody trying to spend five billion dollars to build the moon. And then this World Trade Center <laughs> one, their budget was $25 million. That's I, so I, many times less than $5 billion. There's only one. There's only one way to do that, and that's like to convert an existing building by just like theming it aesthetically. Yeah, I guess. 
They got pretty like that's just a design. Re- that's a rebrand. That's not a rebuild. <laughs> this one got pretty far. Like they had, they applied for a gaming license. They had the facilities built. They even they had like made and delivered their chips. Um, so you're telling me there are World Trade Center poker chips somewhere out in the world? Yeah, it it opened Damn. partially. Like they opened the restaurants and uh, the hotel, and with. Like a few days before they were going to actually open the casino, with one of the owner's partners, uh, had like previous felonies that he had not disclosed in applying for oh. the gaming license. Oh no! And uh, not only did they not get a gaming license, authorities demolished the property and turned the grounds into a parking lot. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> Holy fuck you, so Batman! They, they lost every dollar of that twenty-five million, bro. That's some next level fuck you shit to be like, "Hey, sir, you need to go to jail," and also, fuck your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's cool. You broke the law. We won't rest until your entire investment is ashes. <laughs> trucker dude i i don't i would love to know more about the like the process of getting this money together of applying for gaming licenses like the review that goes into that stuff the turnover Can you imagine like the stakes are so fucking high for some of these and like the opportunities don't come along that often and then, like, and it seems a, like roughly half of the people trying to do it are criminals. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, have you, can you imagine how many coked out rich white dudes are at any given moment doing everything in their power to be like, if I can just get the right person yeah. or people to hear this casino idea? We'll all be rich. It's like the, it's, it's like the fucking make it in LA story that everybody has, but it's the fucking like middle aged rich white dude fucking version of that. You just described the the main subplot of Mars Attacks. <laughs> Wait, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it really it? Oh yeah. fucking hell yeah! I gotta watch that movie. Um, all right, there are a couple more of these, but I think we've hit the <laughs> hit the highlights. Uh, there's a- bro. There should be a Mars Attacks casino where, in the middle of the night, you just get like elevated out of your bed into the ceiling, like you're getting fucking abducted. <laughs> oh no! They, the problem is they didn't abduct anybody. They exploded people with lasers on site. Oh well, maybe that's it then. <laughs> <laughs> no, the theme of this hotel is uh, murdered in your sleep. Sometimes hey, it only happens to one in every five thousand guests. <laughs> But somebody's going to get murdered tonight living by sleeping here. <laughs> As part of the fun, you might get turned into vapor while you sleep. There, I, I did learn that there's one site, you know that uh, spot off the strip with like the giant ass blue building in the middle of a parking lot looking thing? Uh, looked, they like got it, most of it built and then stopped and then started again and then stopped. There's one site just off the strip that's been under construction since 05. And his schedule is eating that loss because that is just a loss. It's changed hands a couple times. So like somebody lost a shitload and then somebody bought at like 10 cents on the dollar and is hoping to eventually open and recoup flip. But like they've they've been in construction through two major recessions. (laughs) I would give up. So like what my know, guys. one group jumped out in 08 and then like somebody else came back in and then there there's so many crazy stories. Like the average casino build has a couple people die usually too during construction. Oh, relax y'all. There was God one, damn. I forget which casino it was and I don't want to say the wrong one if they didn't have people die, but there was one casino like within the last not like one that was being built in the 40s or something. It was in the, like in the 2000s where six people died during construction. Not Jesus. not in like one incident where six people died, but like five or six different incidents where people died building a casino. I mean, bro, you're fucking doing so much fucking high wire ass, heavy material ass. Yeah. Rush job. I mean, job I guess it kind of makes sense. <laughs> They're like, hey, uh, we have $5 billion. 
in this and we need to get those slots slot machines running yeah i don't care if the construction elevator isn't fixed fucking use it <laughs> yeah the sooner that prints money for me the better yeah um all right we'll we'll wrap there i've got one really long crazy one for you that we can talk about on the patreon or next week or something but patreon.com slash what if podcast go join it you you beautiful weirdos uh you can get extra episodes and if you go listen to last week's you can hear us talk about the precursors to the monolith uh hey if you want to leave us a voicemail it's 612-246-4614 we will play it on the show maybe at some point we do that occasionally if you want to send us an email it's hi at whatifpodcast.com we're at whatifpod on all the socials shop.whatifpodcast.com tis the season to do nice things for people you love you can go spend a little bit of your cash there it helps support the show you can get a shout out for someone you love and we'll say roughly anything to or about them that's it i don't know oh my i don't know shit else this fucking thing we love you we'll see you next week we love you guys bye